Welcome to the CFN Podcast. All right, what's going on, guys? This is the CFN Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Campbell, and uh, <laughs> it feels good to be back on here, but it's going to be the last time I'm on here for a while. Um, if you guys saw on Instagram, I recently got hired as the fitness director at O2 Fitness in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, it's a huge gym uh, operating at full capacity. They had about 3,000 members and it, it's it's extremely nice. I got a chance to go visit a couple weeks ago um, before my move coming up this Saturday. The I think it's gonna be the 15th um, I'm moving down there. So I wanted to do this podcast for you guys. Not to, first of all, I wanna say that I'm not, I'm not trying to like stand over anyone um, by getting this job and like moving and you know, all that shit. Like I'm not, I'm just not about it. Um, that's not how I coach. That's not how I train clients. I don't like to stand above people or talk above people. That's just, it's not my style because so many people are so amazing. Um, and there's, there's just no reason to compare, you know, jobs, money, success, work, like any of that stuff. There's just no, there's no reason for it. It's very unnecessary. So, um, I'm strictly making this podcast because people are asking for details. I have friends and family again that listen to this. And this is probably going to be my most important podcast where I talk a lot about stuff that I haven't before. Um, and kind of like my, my message to everyone that's ever supported me or bought merchandise or anyone that I've had the pleasure of training, whether it was an athlete or a client. So this podcast is for you guys. And I definitely... I. I scripted this one out. This is the only scripted podcast I've ever made, and I'm going to try to follow it as much as possible so I don't get off track, but there will be stuff I'm sure I'll add when I think of it while I talk, so just bear with me. Um, I'm going to get my point across here, guys, and I just, you know, I just want to share stuff with you. I want to share my last podcast for a while and make sure you guys know why all of this has happened, so here we go. Um... For the longest time, I felt like, you know, I was just going to be one of those kids who would end up staying in Butler forever, uh, really only knowing what the outside world felt like through social media and vacations here and there. You know, we really don't get to go out on vacations a lot. And I just want to say right now that there's nothing wrong with Butler. And I think people people have asked me this, and there's nothing wrong with Butler uh, but if you guys have heard me in other podcasts talk about, and even leading up to this decision to move, I haven't gotten any opportunities. Um, I've gotten overlooked for a lot of jobs. I've missed out on a lot of interviews and other opportunities, and there's just nothing left. So when you have that feeling of your, your back's against the wall, and I'll explain that a little bit later, um, I had a choice to either settle for a full-time job here in Butler or take that leap of faith that, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's what I did by taking this job. So, um, growing up, I've always been, I've just been different when people went left. I always went right. Always knowing I'd be ridiculed for my choices, no matter what they were, whether it was clothes, 
hairstyles and <laughs> if if you went to high school with me you know that I had those really horrible <laughs> horrible highlights in 10th grade and I choose not to look at photos <laughs> from that from that year whatsoever because it looked that bad and when I look at those photos now I really wish someone would have just shaved my head right there because um, looking back at it now I should have just been okay with shaving my head so um, I do regret that but when it comes to material things or my outlook on leadership, it was always different than everyone else. I always saw the long-term effects. I always saw the other side of people that they never really saw in themselves. And I know a lot of people say that, and it sounds cliche, but it's very true. There are people like that with personalities that can see that other side. And fortunately, I've just been blessed with that personality. So uh, like ridicule, doubt, and anxiety and the, and whatever you want to classify depression as it's always come hand in hand with those decisions and i knew that when i was in high school i knew if i wanted to be different you know i wasn't i wasn't going to get the girl i wasn't going to uh be a hot shot like i wasn't i wasn't going to i don't know i mean i knew that these decisions were going to have backlash let's just say that and that's pretty much where my journey with you know my intense ambition and anxiety basically began and in my case guys they go together and even if you think ambition and anxiety don't go together they do because it's all about risk taking and ever since I was a senior in high school that's what I wanted I wanted to take risks I took risks all through college and whether it was working for free or going for big jobs after doing three interviews with the Pittsburgh Penguins and getting to meet Crosby and stuff that no one really knows about, like those were big risks that I wanted to take and I did. So of course they had backlash, but you know, it's always worth it in the end. Um, fast forward to this March, this past March when quarantine started and like a lot of you, I had no job, no happiness, no motivation. I didn't even want to go to the gym. And then of course they were closed, but I didn't even want to work out at home. And growing up, my ambition grew into this sense of duty when it came to work and going to the gym. And when you're stripped off that duty, you feel lost and disappointed. And some of you guys might be able to relate. And most of all, you, you feel scared, right? And uh, when I developed these feelings, I felt as if, again, like my back was against the wall. And instead of just blowing up and um, just settling and not thinking and shutting down, I took a step back and made time to actually think and reflect, which were two things I have not done in years because I've been working three jobs all year round and trying to create CFN and all the stress that comes with that. And so it, fe it felt really nice, but it definitely opened a doorway in my brain because I pigeonholed myself in the one little subcategory of strength and conditioning and sports performance that I forgot to look at all of the good qualities that I have, like communication, leadership, being around people. And I kind of opened my eyes to think about, okay, what can I do but still be in a gym but have more of an administrative side of things? So that's what I started applying for was just regular fitness jobs. And I knew I was going to get my CSCS and pass it. And if you guys don't know what that is, that's a strength and conditioning certification. It's the gold standard, the golden ticket to pretty much work anywhere within the sports realm or at least help. Um, <laughs> and that was something I, I wanted. And it trumps any personal training certification. And I ended up getting it. So, I mean, to be honest with all of you, everything I've done since my junior year of college when I started CFN was to just show people my age and younger that it's possible to accomplish great things through kindness, sacrifice, consistency, 
and just pure grit, man. Like, although many supported me, I was ridiculed so much for choosing work, uh, building CFN, buying merchandise, and just the effort to empower and educate others around me instead of partying and, like, having fun, whatever you want to call fun. Like, I got ridiculed for that shit a lot that none of you see, whether it was text messages, Instagram, like, this stuff is real. And um, it, it had a huge impact on me, really. And I knew I was just much more than a strength coach or a personal trainer. I just knew it in my heart. And I was overlooked for so many jobs uh, between last August and now sitting here talking to you guys. So I just figured it was time for my leap of faith in search of doing what I love and doing it near the beach. And I'm a beach boy at heart. My friends know that. My family knows that. I always talk about it. I always love going on vacation. And I want to make a career out of it there. So that's what I started searching for when I was searching for jobs. And um, in the end, leadership has a price. And if that price is being 10, 12 hours away from my family and friends to, to lead others and inspire others while working in the trenches and personal training and doing office work and stuff like that, I'll pay that price every single day without a question. And if my friends can't accept that, uh, if, if my family couldn't accept that, which they all do, so I don't have to worry. I'm very fortunate for that. But if people don't accept that, then they're not supposed to be in your life. That's just the truth. And when I made that decision, I knew there was going to be backlash again. It's like I said, it's going left when others go right. And there's nothing wrong with going right and being comfortable and staying in your hometown, but you got to take risks. If you love doing something, chip away at it until you get enough resume stuff built up to where, you know, you can look uh, you can look attractive to employers. And that's what happened with me at O2 Fitness. So um, I want to give you guys some details on the job. Um, it is called O2 Fitness. It's a North and South Carolina group of exclusive gyms. I will be in the West Ashley, South Carolina location, which is in North Charleston. So if you guys want to Google it and pause this or just look it up while you're listening and look at the pictures, um, great, do that. I think it's awesome. It's very beautiful there. And my position, my official position, will be the fitness director where I'm going to work under the general manager or with the general manager to ensure that the mission and vision of the club is being carried out on a daily basis. And although I will be still doing a certain amount of personal training, I'm going to help other PTs and build them up and help them generate revenue while also uh, completing other administrative duties. So I'm going to have my own team of personal trainers and I get to lead and I get to express those skills that I haven't gotten to when I was a coach and a personal trainer. And I'm going to be exposed. Like I'm just going to be exposed. And a lot of people are afraid of that. They're, they're afraid of being exposed to stuff they don't know or haven't done before because it's not comfortable and it doesn't feel right. But when you're able to let go of your ego and let go of your fears, like I've been forced to, and I forced myself into positions like this for years, uh, it, it, it feels good because people recognize what you're capable of. Um, I think I applied to this job back in May or April, but I got a call while I was at work near the end of June while I was training people. So after going through the interview process, I, I was pretty optimistic, but really unsure of the outcome since I was out of state, you know, I'm 10 hours away. And it's like I said, it's always been a dream of mine to live by the beach. And once I got offered this position, it, it was a no brainer. And I wasn't thinking about all the tough shit like finding an apartment and paying bills and um, being away from my friends and family because I knew if I said yes to this job, the real people that are supposed to be in my life 
are going to be okay with my decision. And that's what happened. And all of my good friends, my inner circle, they're amazing guys. And uh, they're all supporting me, and I, I love them all. I can say that right now. I love them all. Um, and everyone's just been pretty supportive. Of course, there's been a couple backlash from people, but that's not important. Um, I've never been okay with living in comfort and making easy choices. And you shouldn't either, really. Uh, I took this job because it's a chance to adapt and uh, be, like I said, exposed in a new environment while also empowering other people through my develop, uh, coaching and leadership skills. And O2 and the, the general manager and the supervisor and um, all of them, when I got to meet them last Saturday, they're, they're a family. And that's what I want to be a part of. And at my past jobs, not a lot of uh, staff members are families. And I've witnessed that on the good side and the bad side. Uh, and O2 Fitness is just a family I want to be a part of. And I want to help them succeed and grow and help the other trainers um, succeed and grow. And that's that's what I've always wanted to do. I've wanted to be in more of a leadership style, not as much a, you know, uh, grunt gym shorts and t-shirts 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 <laughs> um, I didn't want to be in that position anymore and although it's amazing and although I've had a lot of memories with Butler kids Fox Chapel Shaler clients you know stuff like that it's just not for me it's not um, I've put in the time I've worked in the trenches I understand I'm only 23 but I've done a hell of a lot more than most kids do at this age when it comes to personal training and strength and conditioning because I've been doing it since I was 18 years old um, and I just know so moving on, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about CFN. Some of you guys have asked me, some of my friends that I got to see, they're like, well, what are you going to do with CFN, right? What are you going to do with merchandise? Um, it's basically being put on hold. And I want to make it clear right now that CFN's a brand, not a business. So the brand will always be with me. I can pick it up and put it down whenever I want. It's not a building that I'm going to have to go bankruptcy for and shit like that. I just don't have to. So... Um, there's a story and a, a hidden message behind why I created CFN, which I want all of you to know. And whether it was the website, which by the way, it's cfnperformance.com in lowercase letters. There's your free marketing, uh, by the way. So visit the website, uh, my merchandise, all of the Instagram posts, and this podcast, which I'm talking to you guys through, which I'm so grateful many of you listen to. Um, if you don't know how CFN was created, go listen to my very first podcast episode. The very first one. That's the general reason why. I'm going to give you guys the hidden message. It's probably garbage compared to now, but I still get the point across. I didn't share with you guys what the hidden meanings were behind my reasoning. So here we go. At the time when I created CFN, I was dealing with enormous anxiety. Seriously, I was. Which I will touch on in a bit. And aside from the drive I had to make a name for myself while I was in college and turn it into a fitness venture, I created everything as a scapegoat for my own insecurities and anxiety. It's true. I struggled to believe in myself, so I treated CFN kind of like, and I'm going to get a little nerdy here, as my Captain America shield. I did. Or my Iron Man suit, whatever you guys want to think of. I thought of, I thought if I could share this energy and perspective with others, my age and younger, I'd be able to cope with my own issues as well. I chose the big bold lettering on the hoodies and t-shirts because I wanted others to believe in something when they couldn't believe in themselves. Truly. And I wanted those letters to be seen everywhere because I wanted people to know what they were believing in and the person that was running the damn thing was believing in them too. 
when I would see my friends or peers wearing my shirts around campus, all I saw was confidence and support. That's all I saw, and that's all I ever wanted. All they might have seen, though, along with everyone else, was a black hoodie with three big-ass letters across their chest saying CFN, right? And there was a reason behind that. Plain, simple, bold, and to the point. Like, what else could you want, right? And I wanted people wearing my stuff to become their own heroes. That's my punchline, to become your own hero. And knew that I always had their back when they didn't believe in themselves. And people reached out to me, and I had to give people pep talks. I love giving people pep talks and coaching them um, because I'm very raw and authentic. That's just how I am. I'm going to shoot it straight with you, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And some people like that, some people don't. But that's just how I've always been since college. And that's how I gained confidence in my last two years of college. Like when I saw the positive changes happen from my podcast, merchandise, my Instagram presence, uh, my lack of self-confidence faded fairly quickly. And the more I showed kindness and support through my brand, the more people around me started believing in themselves too. It's, It's extremely infectious. It really is. And a lot of my morals and values were forged by by watching Captain America in these movies and people believed in the star on his chest and the ideology he stood for. They just did. And not to be a perfect soldier, but a good man. And that was in the very first Captain America movie. And when I first heard those words while the doctor and Captain America were sitting on those beds uh, before he got the the superhero um, serum to become Captain America... That, that hit me hard, and I was only, dude, I was, I was only like 15 years old or 16 years old at the time, I think, uh, but those words hit me hard, so I just wanted to focus on being a good person, and I knew if I could do that instead of having flashy shit, that's what would attract people, and when any of you ever bought a piece of merchandise from me, it was a silent promise between me and you that I would believe in you no matter what. You didn't know it, but that was my goal. The deal I made with myself was that if any of you took the time and money to support me in any way, I would reciprocate that energy back towards you as much as possible. Was the money cool? Hell yeah. But it never measured up to the people I've had the chance to meet and befriend because of CFN and the job opportunities I've gotten. I used my brand as a sense of accountability to myself and sometimes as an excuse. I would avoid parties and girls because of CFN. Why? Because I knew my brand would stick around a hell of a lot longer than a drunk girl who just thought I was cute. I'll get to dating later. Trust me, I will. This is funny shit. But I'm a long-term thinker, like I said earlier. And girls just never made the cut. CFN did a lot of things I thought it wouldn't. My podcasts have helped kids stop doing drugs. This is true. My philosophy and personality has stopped a close friend from high school that I didn't even really talk to from committing suicide and that's a very true story and he messaged me on instagram or facebook it was one of them and we had we had a really good talk and him coming to belief with god and seeing me and listening to my podcast and listening to my messages and my captions that's it helped him and my merchandise has helped so many young athletes believe that anyone can create something bigger than themselves in order to help others and that's how i coached I didn't know how to handle each of these situations, but I knew the only thing these people wanted was for me to be myself through darkness and light. I realized authenticity and kindness is what fuels change, and that's how I carried out everything related to CFN or coaching. 
My mission will to always be to empower and educate and help others become their own hero. That's the hidden message behind CFN. I want to move on to mental health. Uh, I've never talked with anyone about this before, really, except for a couple of close friends of mine, and they know. But I want to share it with all of you because it has an important, important, important spot in my heart, in my head, in my decisions, and everything like that. So, um, growing up, I started to experience anxiety, not really knowing where it came from, and it pretty much got worse with my ambition because I put myself in uncomfortable situations. And since then, it hasn't gone away but I know how to manage it in different situations. Towards the end of my junior year, it escalated to the point where I didn't always know how to control it in college. I really didn't because I was on my own living in an apartment. I never had social anxiety like most college kids do, mainly because I've been doing personal training for years now with clients and teams, so I had no, I had no problem being around people I didn't know. My anxiety stemmed from an immense pressure and fear of failure I put on myself. It was fun to sell merchandise to my friends and start my podcast, but I started to overthink and see the worst out of things. And if this, if this is you, I can relate. I thought, what if I can't keep this up? Will everyone think I'm a loser? Are my podcast even helping anyone or making a difference? What will happen to me if I don't post on Instagram as much? Will, will everything kind of fade away? Those are questions I thought to myself every day and they kept me up at night and I couldn't get any sleep. They clouded my brain, and they clouded all of my thoughts while I was in class. I couldn't concentrate. But I didn't want to think about anything else because I loved what I did, and it just developed into something much worse for me. It, really, it got worse, and people really only saw the good side of me in class or whatever it was. So that's why I wanted to talk about this stuff. During my senior year, there were nights where I slept on my floor in the middle of winter without blankets just so I could shiver myself to sleep from exhaustion. My bed with a heated blanket was sitting right next to me, and I chose the cold, concrete floor with a thin layer of carpeting above it, and I was on the end of my apartment building on the first floor, so I got all the wind from the snowstorms, everything like that, and my floor and my room were probably colder than 60 degrees. Um, I slept on the floor with no blanket. I would shiver, and I'd put a pillow right in front of my little mini fridge, just so I could prop my head up a little bit, but I would sit there and shiver until I fell asleep. It's very true. I would get physically sick from anxiety attacks that felt like they never ended, but waking up each day with a fresh start to help my roommates in any way I could, and that's the mask I put on every single day so I could help them. And I, I just had this toxic trait of putting myself second in most situations. On top of school and working during the semester, I was terrified to fail because I held myself to such a high standard, sometimes way out of my own reach, instead of just enjoying the moment. No one knew what was going on because I thought feeling like this was just part of the grind, you know, part of that hustle culture, which I've come to realize is extremely toxic. I cared more about serving others than myself. When I, when I tell people about all of this, I, I say CFN was my biggest strength but my biggest weakness. It has propelled me into job opportunities and internships that most kids will never even get the chance to experience. They just won't. It was always a tug-of-war battle in my head since I didn't let CFN go. But it was bringing a lot of stress into my life, which made me do things I wasn't happy about. Today I look at CFN as a brand, not a business like I told you guys before. It will always be there when I need it, not something I constantly need to focus on. 
My brand and my name has brought a lot of happiness and strength to a lot of good people. In college, I never saw it that way. But hearing from old friends or athletes I used to train make every ounce of anxiety seem childish to me, but completely necessary for my own growth. I knew I didn't want to face my fears and anxiety with medication or drinking, so I chose the hard way out. Was sleeping on a cold floor shaking or becoming physically ill worth it? At the time, no, because it was terrifying. But what I did, and what I hope all of you do, is to stand toe-to-toe with your fear and adversity, look it in the eye, and say, damn it, I'm going to fight your ass until you come out the other side, and I will get past you. I understand my issues may not be on the same levels as others, but everyone can fight. Everyone has the power to change regardless of what your friends, parents, or peers think. Choose the fight. I'm going to say that again. Choose the fight. Trust me. It may take three months or three years, maybe longer, but you'll win if you're consistent. I still deal with anxiety issues and other aspects, but something that has always helped me in surrounding myself with genuine people and family is that nothing else matters. Not social media, not fake friends, none of that. Don't be afraid to be raw and authentic with how you feel when speaking. You never know. You may inspire someone to fight for change in their own lives. I didn't know that what I was doing with my podcasts would help someone get off drugs and alcohol, a kid that I used to train who's younger than me. I never thought that it would help a high school kid that never even really talked to me and were now really good friends, helped him talk himself out of suicide. And although I'm not the main reason why he did, the fact that he even thought of me is part of the solution is more than enough. I want to move on to dating. This is the funny part. (laughs) It's funny to talk about this because I'm so bad at it. Um, Dating in college for me was a lost cause pretty much. I saw it as a distraction to a bigger goal I was trying to achieve at the time. I saw what dating and relationships did to people, especially some of my friends. So I never wanted to put myself in a situation like that. Can I speak for the good people that I know who are still dating or even got married? No, not at all. They're doing something right. These are just my own opinions, not what people should or shouldn't follow. I had an extreme and intense work ethic, which was pretty much unmatched in regards to a lot of people, except for maybe one person I knew at school, which never included girls. It just didn't. I didn't want to make the time for them. They were a waste of time. Sure, I had my fun here and there. I flirted, but I kept my distance. I'd be a liar if I told you guys I didn't flirt, go on dates, you know, have girls over like that. I mean, it's, it's just part of being a guy and being in college. Nothing ever came of that stuff, but on the other hand, I didn't go out and drink or party really. My jobs in CFN was much more important to me. The way I saw it, one night stands weren't fun to me, so why try for it anyway, right? So that's why I really didn't go out or try with anyone. I thought long term, and I knew CFN and career advancement would be more important than any girl I ever came across at school. Dating was a waste of time if I wanted to be able to afford uh, merchandise to sell or save up for tattoos. Um, it's a very selfish way of living, but it's very necessary. And I knew that my, who my friends were, I knew who my friends were and how I enjoyed, uh, to spend my time standing in a gross apartment with shitty music and random sweaty people at a party wasn't my thing. And that's how 95% of college kids meet, hook up and end up dating. I still DD'd for my friends, my senior year and junior year to make sure they were safe. But my senior year, It was all about me getting out. Am I saying SRU girls are a waste of time? No, definitely not. 
Uh, I've <laughs> there's so many amazing people, and I'm friends with to this day that I met at school. I've always been different in that way, and I thought and viewed things in the way I. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> um, I've always been different in the way I thought and viewed things. I just have. Is partying bad? No. Is dating bad? No. I just didn't see the point in doing any of that stuff if I knew it wasn't going to stick around. I'm sure once I move to South Carolina, I'm <laughs> I'll probably you know try to find some really nice Southern girl, right, and enjoy my time. Um, I think over the last three years, I've lived very rigid and extreme due to my own standards. Since I've always wanted to move out of PA and get out of Butler, I've always been okay with being the dad in my friend group. Uh, I've always wanted to make sure they got home okay every night, and I chose to focus on my friends and my work, and I honestly don't regret one single thing. So, to close this podcast out, I want to give you guys a message. Um, If you want to get a hold of me and have me explain other stuff in more detail, please do. I want to make this, I know we're a half hour in, but I kind of want to make this shorter than most podcasts just to get my point across. So, here's my message to all of you. People tell me I'm motivational and driven and all the other buzzwords you want to throw in there. It's nice, but I don't smell the rose as much. After explaining to you guys everything that I've been through in these podcast episodes and everything else, my road is far from shiny or great. I chose to drag my face through the mud and expose my emotions and authenticity so that others can feel comfortable being themselves as well. I knew that if I chose this path, it would bring ridicule and stress but I always stood behind the idea of impacting someone to be a better version of themselves because people are always capable of change. Sometimes they just need someone to believe in them. If you go back and look at the coaching photos on my Instagram from 2018, you'll see the smile of kids that didn't have much hope for their team unity or season before I came in. I'm not special nor better than anyone that I'm talking to right now or anyone that I've came in contact with. Let me make that clear right now. When I coach, I teach others to become self-efficient through empowerment and education. Those two things alone will carry someone further than any CFN hoodie or new lifting PR that you see kids hit, most of the time with shitty form on Instagram. That was my mission this whole time, to create an example of myself so that others can see that it's possible to do great things through the buzzwords that I said at the beginning of this podcast, like consistency, work ethic, and most of all, faith in God. And if you don't believe in God, just replace it with the universe. It's okay. So here's my message to all of you. If you're still in high school or college, maybe you're fresh out of college like me, listen up. Not everyone is your friend. Find and develop relationships with genuine people, and trust me, they're out there. They'll always be real with you. Whether it's two people or six, keep your inner circle small, but always be kind to the people around you. My college degree helped me get my South Carolina job, but 85% of what you're going to learn in school will not pertain to anything you want to do. And I will bet money right now that what you think you want to do is not going to be what you end up doing. And I've pigeonholed myself in the strength and conditioning and sports performance, but now I'm a fitness director and I'm helping personal trainers. Still work on what you love, but be okay with taking jobs that are still somewhat related to your passion. You have much more time than you think, so go get a job or figure out a side hustle to keep you busy. I took 18 credits and worked two jobs in college. It's possible, okay? Don't be a pussy. Don't chase people. They will most likely not care about who you are anyway. And that's the great part. 
You can go do whatever you want without having the stress of anyone worrying about you or worrying about what your next move is. The real ones will always have your back and stick around to be your friend. Learn time management and be patient. You don't deserve everything anyway, so be patient and work for what you want if you want it that bad. You're not entitled to shit. You will get denied interviews, you will be overlooked for jobs, and that's inevitable. It's just going to happen. You will get denied people, friends, and maybe even relationships. Learn to work for free. This is my biggest one. Work for free. You are not entitled to a lot of money in college. You're not entitled to a lot of money straight out of college. So you might as well build up your resume with free work while you're working a second or third job. Trust me, it's possible. I worked three jobs every summer. One of them was always for free. It builds resume experience and shows you're willing to do what it takes to get where you want to go. And last, become your own best friend. At the end of the day, no one is there for you but you. I chose to fight my anxiety in college, and it's helped me grow a lot within my own brain and my own heart. I don't have to validate myself to other people, but it's always nice to share my story and share my experience so that someone might believe in themselves or relate to me or maybe... Find that person that they thought never existed that has the same problems as them. That's it. Learn about what you're in, what you're what you enjoy, sorry, and don't enjoy. Express those true feelings without validation and acceptance from anyone. Don't wait for opportunity. Look for uncomfortable situations where you know you'll learn and grow, then become the smartest person you can be. No professor or coach will ever teach you how to deal with adversity, so you need to step in the ring. Move fast and roll with the punches until you get what you worked for. People can talk about going through adversity. People can tell you to start going through adversity like I'm doing right now. But until you do it, nothing's going to happen. You're still going to be sitting there scrolling Instagram and TikTok for hours waiting for something to drop in your lap. And the only thing that's going to drop in your lap is a part-time job bagging groceries for the rest of your life. If that's what you want, then fine. But just don't bitch about it. You're always capable of doing more. To my guys, this is for you. Nice guys never finish last. You're just losing at halftime. Gary Vee said that in a cool video I used to watch. Trust me, after being out of college now, I see that looks fade and most feelings are temporary. No one looks the same really out of college as they did while they were in college, and there have been times where I had feelings for people that I look back on it now and think, that's stupid, you know? It, it, it just really is. So don't get caught up in temporary feelings. Everyone... Build your foundation and find ways to figure out what makes you happy. Once you do that, find ways to spread that happiness to other people. Not everyone's going to listen to you. Trust me on that one. But keep your foundation strong and the right people and the right jobs will end up finding you because you're willing to go for it. And I will promise that right here on this podcast. I love my friends so much and that's the message for you guys. Um, find genuine people. You are going to get overlooked for jobs. Don't be a baby. You may need to find something that's relative to your job field, and that's something that my mom and I used to fight about a lot until I applied for this fitness director position and got it. And it was one of those light bulb moments that she was right. And I don't know when the next time is I'm going to be talking to you guys, but I really appreciate everything you guys have ever done. And I had a list of people I wanted to thank on here, but... I can text those people or send them a message on Instagram. This podcast is for all of you. All of you who 
have ever sent me a text saying, you know, how good I am at what I do or how how great the merchandise was or like whenever you bought a piece of merchandise, I always put a business card in there and wrote a little message to you. It's just the small things that I cared about. I never cared about being flashy on Instagram. I never cared about having a ton of friends, having the hot girl on my arm. Like I just, I didn't care about that. And I hope when some of you listen to this and some of you see what I'm going to post in the next coming months at my new job, I hope it inspires you to either go back to school to get a different degree in what you actually want to do, not just what you think is going to get you a job, or start a side hustle, or start you know, offering your, your skills to people, whether it's sewing, knitting. Um, I talked to someone who loves uh, English, and they grade papers online for money. Like, that's, that's awesome. Find ways to make money doing what you love because you definitely can. And there's just no excuse. Work for free, bust your ass, and have a close group of friends, and I promise you'll be all right. Truly love all you guys, and some of you have made this journey while sticking in Pennsylvania here very, very sweet. And although I'm going to miss all of you, I don't regret moving. And I probably won't ever come back to Butler. I'm going to put that on the record now. I don't want to. Um, But there's nothing wrong with this place. And there's nothing wrong with Pittsburgh. And there's nothing wrong with Slippery Rock. There just isn't. It's too great. It's just not for me. So for all of you, go do what you love. Inspire others. And once I get settled in South Carolina... Start another episode and we'll get rolling again. I promise that. But for right now, just be kind, be compassionate, and work your ass off in the trenches until you get what you deserve. That's it. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you on the next episode of the CFN podcast. I love all you guys. Thank you.